Welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto. We're here with your regular fortnightly market update. And with me, we have back the man, the myth, the legend, Tommy. Hey, mate. How are you doing? Good, man. It's good to have you back. back. Great to be back. Well, we've missed you for a few weeks, but I mean, not, yeah. too, not, not, not too much has happened, unfortunately. No, no. Um, it's all happening here at SwiftX, so I'm pretty busy working on a few key projects, which we'll uh, unpack a little bit later. But yeah, man, excited to be back and, and have a chat about what's what's going on. A little bit boring in the markets, or you know, a little bit of volatility back, but not as uh, not in the right direction. Yeah, it's um, it's been again just like watching paint dry to some degree, just messing around in the sandbox down here. What's what's your current take on things? Oh man, I'm, I'm watching Bitcoin's key levels. I guess that sounds like a broken record. But, you know, <laughs> we haven't we haven't broken any of the key levels that we're looking at. You know, kind of I guess key directional focus, I suppose, for the market doing its next thing. So down or up, really. Um, mm-hmm. We're still in the, these ranges. Between kind of 36 and, you know, we're talking about 45, 47 being that range to break to the upside. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a little bit of the same, but in terms of all coins, there's been a, a bit of pain, pain in the markets over the last few weeks. So, you know, I guess we're still a little bit on the fence of what's going to happen next. I know the last podcast I was on with you, we were talking about, you know, there was a lot of bullish news and, and yeah, it was like, looking good. Yeah. It just had broken up that time. So mm. yeah, I guess we're still very much wait and see with, um, you know, a lot of those all kinds starting to fall back into the accumulation zones again, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely, um, just the theme of it. All right. Like we're definitely flirting with what you'd call like the bottom of the range. Like if you, you know, in your charts during trend lines, uh, you could definitely make the argument that we are hugging the lower end of the range. But yeah, it's almost come almost to a grinding halt, which is good and bad, right? Because I mean, if it yeah. was a bad news case, I mean, the floor wouldn't be holding. We'd be flying. Yeah. We'd be flying down to 10k or whatever else keeps calling for the next person on Twitter. Um, but that market sentiment, it's like all-time lows. Mm. Right? Yes, Bitcoin just continues to put in higher lows from from previous cycle, right? So. Yeah. You know, these are the, these are the things that you watch pretty closely. You know, your market cap, overall total market cap. I mean, we're we're still looking pretty healthy. I'm not trying to paint it with the massive positivity brush, but it, like, we <laughs> no, that wouldn't be lucky, Tommy. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you're not in bullish, man. Yeah. Always, but you know, like I guess when you when you look at these things, like Bitcoin being the key driver for the markets, it always is. Yeah. Um. You know. The, you know. When it is still putting in those those higher lows, you still just gotta gotta watch what what happens next. Yeah, I think so. And it's funny, just something popped up. I swear it must be Twitter, just because that's the only place I am these days. It was like a a snapshot of the fear and greed index a year ago. We're at the same price, and it was at ninety five, and now we're at. 38 again. Yeah. And it's like 22, 25 still. So it's like the price is there, but the sentiments, as much as it shifted, I mean, if you thought it was a good price then, it's still a good price now, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And that's, that's, I guess that's what I mean about the sentiment being down. And, you know, a lot of people trade the sentiment as well. I know, I know some people that trade directly off the fear and greed, right? Like, mm. um, you know, anything, anytime it breaks below kind of 20 or 15 or something like that, people are like, all right, this is your accumulation zone. This is your buy zone. Yeah. People use a number of different strategies to to activate, you know, a trigger to trade. But yeah, I think it's just very interesting to see that, you know, the parallels drawn between, yeah, now and, and 12 months ago. Yeah. And I think it's just, again, it's just the continual narrative. Everyone keeps talking about, like we're seeing a little bit of unrest just around the world. Like even equities that obviously seem to be acting more like crypto these days, you know, yeah. a lot of like Netflix and whatever, just on the back of poor earnings, just absolutely nosediving. On the day of the recording, it was good to see the the NASDAQ as we did see it sort of save at the current prior lows. So we're not completely out of the woods there, but uh, it has closed above the last range low, which is generally not a bad sign. If you just think of it as a simple tug and war, it's going to the side of the bulls. So I think the next 
two weeks from me personally will be just interesting to see how things play out. But man, it, it's hard to shake the bears out there at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, they've, they've, there's definitely a control there. Like just looking at the crypto markets, you know, we've seen a lot of all kinds get mm. pretty hard hit at the moment, like yeah. going back to, you know, 16 month lows kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, good to keep an eye on that. Like I said, if it is that accumulation zone, like, you know how, like I like to trade, like it, this is, mm. this is my favorite market to be in, which is kind of hard, I guess, for a lot of people to, you know, ask the question, like, what do you mean? But like, how, how can you say that when, you know, we've had this, you know, last six or seven months, but. You know, it really comes down to the um, conviction. I always talk about conviction. People probably yeah, it's doing your homework on what you're buying on, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you do your homework on the projects. We are looking at longer time frames. We're not looking at you know what it does in six months, even yeah. twelve months these days. You know, yeah. you're looking at that longer term. Yeah. What's the next big cycle going to be, and what's that catalyst going to be? And and you know, when you're picking up projects you've done your homework on mm. in, the, in these ranges, I mean, you know. There's a lot of possibility there. I guess, Absolutely. Well, and I know the next question most people are probably thinking, well, how do you do your own homework? Well, we've uh, got the SwiftX Learn platform you can jump on and have a look there. There's some plenty of stuff there to help even the most beginner to adept person out. Absolutely. But uh, other than that, mate, we'll get stuck into some news. First up, we have on the list the Bought 8 Yacht Club's land sale. So I don't know if many people caught this, but uh, essentially the Ape coin, as everyone's been coining it, well, that's what it's called, had its official NFT deed sale on land that you could buy. So essentially, long story short, it's a, it's a gamified metaverse that's currently under development. So in essence, you'd purchase this NFT ahead of time to be able to interact with that space. So where we've seen... I guess that be applied in the past. I think everyone's familiar, similar to Axie Infinity. Yeah. So it can be used to uh, either just create a unique space where only you and a few select other people can inter- interact with each other, or it might be used also just as a way to you know almost generate almost a yield or an income. So that's uh, going to be interesting one to watch. But Under development meaning it's not ready. It's not ready, mate. <laughs> They've got the idea. <laughs> people, are just, people are just absolutely smashing into this thing. Over oh, last, it was crazy. Last few days. We saw it go from... I think when we were talking about it again, it was looking like it was looking like it wasn't falling apart again. Is that ten dollars got up to a peak of twenty five ninety seven uh, US dollars? This is on the weekend. Yep. Uh, now it trickled all the way back down to fifteen dollars. So the biggest call out during this whole sale was the the absolute bottleneck that is the ETH network. So mm. some people were paying up to five thousand dollars in gas fees. So that's just ridiculous. Not scaling well. Oh man, no. <laughs> and, yeah, and and I guess that's just. And that's where everybody suffers. Like, oh, even yeah. if you're not interacting with the NFTs, you're still subject to those sovereign mm. gas fees, right? So it's the whole network. Yeah, I mean, this this read two point or whatever you want to call it. Want to call it now is yeah. Is, um, it's also not going to be the silver bullet that everybody thinks, right? It's no. not going to you know change from fees from a thousand dollars down to you know one cent like you might mm. see on you know Medic or one of these other ones. So yeah, absolutely. It's, as much as it is going to be a, a longer term solution for a number of other reasons it's not exactly going to fix all the fees but you know i'm not tarnishing eat still big fan of the project but um mm-hmm. yeah i mean these types of events really highlight the scaling issues that that they have and yeah i'm glad i wasn't in the race to try and get something minted <laughs> at, at those fees because uh now i'd be i'd be cancelling that transaction on on MetaMask or whatever people were using if I was trying well, to get in there. That was it. Like even people, cause if anyone's never had to use it, there is still a slight chance your transactions fail. So a lot of people got charged these ridiculous fees and they didn't, they didn't even get to buy the land because oh. it failed because of congestion. So 
Vorde, your club guys have come out, Yuga Labs, and said that they, they're going to try their best to refund all those people that did have failed transactions. Yeah, right. So we'll see what actually develops there. But um, That's like crazy, mate, because yeah. why, why do you think people are happy to pay? I guess it's for obvious reasons. They think that that's, you know, they pay a 5000 in a fee. Yeah. The land is going to be worth a gazillion dollars in, you know, know. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that the, like, what's your idea of like, why do people, why are people happy to pay 5000 in, in a fee to transact? It's weird. I don't know. I, did, I think a lot of people just wouldn't have known. And then when the time was there, it's push that button or it's don't push hype. that button. Yeah. So they're like, they're on the hype. They're yeah. like, I'm on the line here. I've got access to go and mint yeah. this land that, you know, thousands of people are trying to get. Yeah. It's, it's me or, yeah, okay. It's, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it just pulls into the whole theme of why is this important to anyone any in any place, sure. way, shape, or form. I guess the exclusivity is there. Like, that's always a case of any. Yeah. If it's not crypto or something else, you do something for the exclusivity. So You look at the board apps, like, you know. Yeah. Talk about owning the NFT. You own one of those, you know, Genesis. Mm. NFTs, essentially, you know, you got airdrops. You know, we were talking about in the last podcast, you got airdropped. 100K. Uh, 100K yeah. in tokens. Yeah. And with this recent run up, like it, no, it would have been worth even more. Yeah. yeah we didn't even think about that. Yeah. It would have been like 250K worth of, worth of token. It actually would have been, yeah. Your airdrop. So, you know, screenshotting NFTs does not, <laughs> does not work for that, for that purpose anyway. But you can still hang it up in your, in your wall in your house and have it in a cool little digital art frame if you, you know, wanted to yeah. run, run like that. But, um, absolutely. Pav. We're not in a bear market. Glad. Statement of the week. Yeah. But it's true. Touched on it a couple of minutes ago, but Bitcoin continues to put in higher laws. And, you know, I do single out Bitcoin. We do talk about Bitcoin kind of. Well, it kind um, of runs, it sets the cadence for the market, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So I guess it's, you know, a lot of people would on Twitter and across socials, everyone's like, you know, we're in the bear market now, kind of, you know, knuckle down, start collecting your, your, your honey or whatever bears bring into the cave when they're <laughs> going to hibernation. But they don't, they probably don't bring uh, into the caves, actually. But anyway, good. whatever they do, <laughs> um, you know, it's more about, you can say we're in a bear market because it's an easy out, but the stats and the numbers are not pointing to us being in the bear market just yet. No, not yet. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but right now the market driver being Bitcoin is not in the bear market technically. So, mm. but, if you're, but if you're looking at the five minute time frame, Tommy, it looks pretty bearish. Yeah, the five minute time. Frame. <laughs> I've I've deleted all those options from uh, from the charts, mate. These days, so, yeah, um, yeah. But I guess it's just yeah, just just wanted to call out that as much as this bear market narrative is flying around. Technically, by the numbers, we're not there yet. Yeah, but it's also important, I think, just I guess everyone's seeing it around them as well, just a lot of the news coming out, even from our shores. I know the US, they've got the next FOMC meeting actually today, the 3rd and the 4th. So we'll find out what comes out of there in terms of how many basis points they're looking to increase their rates by. But um, if we saw what happened last time, it was already priced into the market. We didn't see too big of a dip there. So it'd be interesting to see how this month goes. But that aside, even the RBA, like I know we were talking about it a bit earlier in the office today. What was the stat that you threw around, mate? It's oh, crazy. yeah, it was just so we haven't had a we haven't had an RBA rate rise since two thousand and seven. You know, which is what like um fifteen years ago, and the last increase was zero point two five percent on a rate that was currently sitting at six point five. So they raised fifteen nice. years ago. They raised the rates from six point five percent to six point seven five. Yeah. Which, you know. Sort of adults way, out there that would have never seen. No, is it, yeah. yeah, exactly. There is a lot of adults out there that wouldn't have seen that, yeah. those kind of rates. Yeah. I can remember back when it used to be term deposits, you could get access to term deposits that were, you know, yielding eight, 10%, you know, mm. 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, nowadays, you know, it's 
0.1% in your bank or something like that, or even mm. on a term deposit, you're getting less than kind of 2%. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the reason I wanted to kind of touch on that is, you know, our rates at the moment are pretty much on the floor, right? Mm. Um, I'm not saying that the, that we're going to go at the 6.5% again. No, got it. But, you know, even at a 2 or 3% with, you know, Aussies are in debt. Yeah. Aussies are in debt. People have got, you know, million dollar mortgages and, and these kind of things. And I think it's, it's important to highlight what an actual rate hike means for people versus they've had it stagnant or it's been decreasing, decreasing for a number of years. So they, you know, they print more money and, it, it's just a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but we we understand now and we accept that the rates are going to increase. So I guess just for anyone out there that is in, in debt and, you know, I'm one of those people, be aware of what's happening with rates and, and keep an eye on it, you know, over time. Because for somebody that has a 750k or a million dollar mortgage, it can mean 500 to $800 a month extra on top of your, you know, you're paying for that, for that loan. So, you know, a crypto podcast, but we do like to touch on a few. Well, it's a big picture, right? Yeah, it's a big picture stuff, you know, yeah. and all plays into markets and how markets are going to react yeah. as well. So very keen to call that one out. Yeah. And the other, um, I guess the other ones as well, you know, a lot of talk about ETFs in the market, Pav, at the moment. Mm. US, are they going to do it? Are they not going to do it? They keep getting pushed back, Grayscale, Fidelity, some of these companies. The Aussie one now has been delayed. So there's a lot of, like, in the hype around the Australian one getting launched or a couple of different Aussie ones getting launched in, in the last couple of weeks. I know that the Cosmos one was, was due yep. to be delivered on the 27th of April. Yeah. And my watch now, now we're in the 3rd of May and it's still not out. So, you know, further delays there. They're expecting inflows of about a billion dollars from mm. just from the Aussie market. So, yeah. you know, it does, this is a regulated financial product that sits on the ASX. So, you know, a lot of access to people that otherwise don't want to use crypto exchanges or don't want to use DeFi exchange, you know, exchanges essentially themselves with the hands-on approach. They just mm. want to get into a, like an ETF spot product, which I might let you, Pav, unpack the, the spot versus derivative yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like the, I guess the hallmark, I think this should be celebrated a little bit is what Australia was able to get over the line was a spot product. So it's backed by actual Bitcoin that are held in custody. So uh, a derivative product is essentially just a notional contract that would have speculated on the price of Bitcoin. So it's not really tied or backed. It, it's as if you had a, you know, a gold ETF that wasn't backed by real gold. It was just backed by a piece of paper that promised gold. It's futures. A, yeah, futures contract. Exactly. Contracts. So all deliverables. So it's a more robust product. Uh, it's a more, I guess, for the, the long-term investor, a more secure option. If you were thinking about, you know, what's differentiates the two, it definitely just creates a bit more of a notional class of difference in that way. I think it's a good, like an auditing piece where if you're investing into this ETF, which is a spot, you know there's only one thing they can do. If it's a Bitcoin ETF, mm. they show you, you know, you'll have a, an investor's report that comes out every quarter or every year, whatever it is, that shows you, all right, we've got Bitcoin sitting in this custody solution yep. that, that drives the, you know, and it kind of like, there's no smoke and mirrors. No. It's, it's very transparent as, a, as an ETF. Especially when we talk blockchain technology as well. I mean, if you know where those contract addresses are, by whatever chance, I'm sure you could back engineer it. You could probably- Absolutely. You could actually, people will do that. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. You could verify what's in that wallet, even if it's offline. So, And the first in the world being in Australia is a big I thing as well. that's ridiculous. I just never saw that coming. That's, yeah. It's almost, almost like the biggest news that made no waves, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just I guess it just 
and all, the overall sentiment is kind of yeah. detracted from. Yeah. You know, that if we were in the bull market and that news came out, it would have been, you know, it would have been massive. But um, Yeah, because I mean, like even what Tommy mentioned, like, you know, there's speculated in Australia only about a billion dollars worth of market cap to come into the market. I mean, that's that's massive. Like yeah. when you think about what that would look like on a global stage. So Fidelity, one of the guys in the US that uh, are looking to allow 401k products in the US to access similar schemes. So, you know, you're talking about all of a sudden trillions of dollars influxing into the space. Uh, Absolutely. Potentially, obviously, like we don't know, but they're just one. They're just one provider. Yeah. Of you know, say four hundred one k investments or whatever, whatever way you want to call it. Yeah. Like that's huge. They're just one, and then what happens when you know the dominoes start to fall? It's the same as countries adopting mm. crypto, Bitcoin as a you know legal tender, and you know the banks getting involved. It's all you know, the first domino falls, and it yep. just it just creates this. this and I think personally, this is a big piece. I think is it removes the the problem of access and you know equality of access. Like even if you don't have the technical know-how how to store your own crypto, like you can access you know, what is hopefully when we see the PDS is like quite a secure option for those long-term people that want to get long-term exposure. And it allows people to interact with it in a way that is supportive of how they've, I guess, created their wealth portfolios at the moment. Like it doesn't require a massive shift. Yeah. Um. So it's really exciting. It's It's a whole, you know, unlocking a new potential amount of funds potentially to go to the market cap. Kevin O'Leary talks a lot about the sovereign wealth on the sidelines yep. that yep. are looking for access to crypto, but until they have a regulated mm. financial product to get that access, so true. they're just, it's just sitting on the sidelines and it's trillions, trillions yeah. of dollars, not billions. Like think about sovereign wealth, you think about like the UAE and these types of countries mm. that are, they want access to crypto, they want access to these markets, but just literally cannot until it's until it's regulated and yep. you know insurable and fully auditable which is which is good but i guess you know it that's bullish news like but at the same time it's just something that we just have to be on the pulse of and yep. i guess it's that's the kind of the sunset view that we have on the markets and what's possible and you know i'm not going to be investing in a an asset that are you know, you know what, you, we don't have to call it out what assets are going to be looking at firstly to get access to the market. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I just love that narrative. And um, I think it's one that's going to play out in, in strong motion in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think so. And again, like we're talking big money, right? So big money moves and usually the smaller players follow. So yeah, mentioned that fidelity piece in particular in the States. Like I think they're looking for a US summer release, which is in the next couple of months or so June, July period. So be interesting to see what that has in terms of a relationship effect to just current market actions or whether we just go sideways into that period. I think a lot of these big players won't be wanting to miss out getting in while the prices are still considered at a, a relative discount. So it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. But yeah, other than that, we've um, seen some recent changes. I guess some pretty big news. One of the more well-known exchanges around uh, the world at the moment is Crypto.com. We've all seen Matt Damon flaunting his stuff on the telly lately. They've uh, had a recent change in their tokenomic uh, benefit structure plan of, of their assets. So a lot of people caught off guard by this one, a lot of people upset, but at the same time, you know, speculating on this one be quite good uh, for their tokens valuation long term potentially yeah. as well. So, uh, I know Tommy, you were you know had some thoughts on this one. Yeah, I guess it's it's an interesting play. Like, it's quite obvious to see Crypto.com have used their card rewards program. You know, they brought out this metal card when not a lot of places had it's metal cards. Sexy. Yeah, it was a bit of you know, it's a it's a marketing play essentially, right? So yeah. they've 
I guess they've they've gone to market very aggressive with the rates and and the, the types of tiers that they offer you know benefits from um you know if you lock up your buy their their CRO it's Kronos token now they think yeah. they did a bit of renaming yeah. it used to be MCO at the start when yeah. I actually bought it yeah I remember I that. got in back in the day but it's interesting because like, it's it's kind of like that runway has ran out now like mm. that marketing spend which would have been you know billions of dollars has run out now. So I guess they're, they're trying to, um, call the cows home a little bit and, and start to restructure and look at that long term play. But I guess just calling it out because it's, it's, you know, the sentiment across Twitter and Facebook has been like pretty negative. Um, for the token, uh, the token had a big sell off as well, Pav, but I can't remember yeah. if you got the numbers there on the token. Yeah. Like, like dropped 15%, 15% on that news. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's sitting at about 26 or 7% at the time of recording. And, and I guess outside the impact of even like credit card rebates, things like that, it does have, uh, knock on effects on the, your ecosystem benefits that you get. So like, yep. uh, rates that you get from staking or other, um, yeah, the earn, the earn feature that so, they do, which we're going to dig into in a minute as well. Yeah, which we've got an exciting update on. Uh, um, quite timely. We yes, didn't, didn't expect that. Indeed. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's just, you know, people don't like when you take things away. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially, I guess, in this nature, you know, every company has to go through some sort of restructuring or some type of... An evolution. Yeah, just an evolution of the yeah. business. And, you know, it's all about, you know, we're trying to create businesses that are sustainable. So, mm, which is important. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all we all back the industry. We're here for the industry to succeed. Absolutely. You know, we want to try and create careers. We want to try and um, you know create some wealth out of this as we move through the gears. So I think it's really really important to to think about the long term. And you know, even for that Kronos token, CRO mm. token, like I think I think long term, you still have to believe that these guys are they mean business and they're a strong strong business and. They'll turn it around as well, I guess. Is what uh, yeah, you'd, you'd expect so. Like they're big enough, they know what they're doing. So. Yeah, exactly. Like Elon. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we can't can't escape this podcast no. without bringing up some Elon news. So we've all seen. Have you ever not talked about Elon? Uh, I reckon there's been maybe not. Nah, well, do you, do you still have him as a screensaver on your computer? <sighs> like, you might expect to telegram. Oh, sorry. No, but. <laughs> But um, obviously, everyone's had the recent acquisition of Twitter by Elon. So I guess one of the more notable reasons why we bring it up today is there was his idea of he thinks he can fix Twitter. I guess a lot of the anonymity around Twitter and yeah. make everyone verify their accounts by essentially, for lack of a better word, just locking up funds to get it almost a tick, like a verification tick. So kind of pushes us into a direction of, you know, the, the great man Elon has said it himself, I think. Um, yeah. The Doge. Doge, yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, could Doge be the... Currency the, of Twitter. Maybe. Yeah. It's po- I mean, it's anything maybe. is possible with Leon, right? Like, oh, yeah. You know, we all know he's got his affections with, with Doge. I think he, he did mention that Doge should be the currency of Twitter, but, you know, yeah. we've got, like, the likes of Bitcoin Lightning. I don't think we need to spend a massive amount of time on this today, but we got the likes no. of Bitcoin Lightning options that are coming available on Twitter as well, like yep. um, Jack Mallers and, and Strike yep. brought in. Yep. So these, you know, these are, I guess, very exciting developments. And it's a good shift. If there's one thing about Elon, you have to say that man, he'll get shit done. He does. He will get shit done. Yeah. So, you know, let's, I think it's a bit of, pretty much a if, watch. If it happens, it'll happen quickly is what yeah, you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll wake up tomorrow and something, some crazy shit will be gone down. Yeah. We'll be waiting for it. I guess other than that, we've got, a, I guess, a few updates on market movers. Once again, you know, we've seen this sentiment to be quite stagnant, apart from a few assets sort of showing a bit of stride, a bit of strength. So we've got the um, ENS, Ethereum name service. So that's up 67% in the last fortnight. So the suspected contribution on that one, uh, they offer domains for Ethereum wallets. So 
at uh, one in 10,000 combinations that are possible. So just some sort of, I guess, sort of ceiling on what's available there has sort of given that a bit of a price rise. So currently there's a four-digit floor, I think, on 0.5 ETH on each of those sort of domains. So it's just a bit of intrinsic value on the scarcity there, potentially driving the price on that one. Uh, I've got ApeCoin. Obviously up quite a bit too, so 30% in the last 14 days. We've seen it run a little bit more um, if you run it from top to bottom since then. But again, people were buying up ApeCoin to lock up and purchase their land. So, you know, this is again one where if you were paying attention, you could have probably speculated that people would be buying Ape to lock it up for the land sale, even if you weren't getting involved with the land sale yourself. So another good reason why it's just good to keep on the pulse with these things to... How's the volatility it? on that? Like oh, man. $10 to $26 back to $15. Like that's a pure short-term trading mindset. Yeah. That is... Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. That is. That's yeah. that's that's the kind of thing. Um, yeah, you don't see too often, I guess, right now. But when the markets do get going, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think you had some interesting news about Tron, which is again on our top performer too. It's about fifteen percent up for the yeah. fortnight. Just keeping an eye on Tron. They've announced recently they're bringing their own algorithmic stablecoin to market, and you know, looking at kind of stablecoin yields of you know in the thirties percent, yep. which is you know obviously crazy. Thirty yeah. percent on the on the US dollar, which is. Um, Obviously going to pique a lot of interest. We've had similar interest with Terra Luna's algorithmic stablecoin in UST on, yep. on Anchor Protocol paying, you know, 20%. Anywhere, yeah, 20%, 19 yeah. and a half. I think it's just this since the start of the month to start to pull back a bit into the 17s or 18s. So, mm. you know, you'll see all these deals will just decrease and decrease. You know, I will say about these things is you do have to be a little bit more savvy and willing to, you know, oh, yeah, put your neck out a little bit more. Like they're not tried and tested. It's non-centralized. It's, you know, it is, it is the DeFi Wild West, I suppose, when you mm. do go and you attack these things. So, you know, anyone that is interested in getting in, having a look at those projects, just be careful on them and make sure you're doing your DD and start slow, pretty much. So Yeah, we've spoken a couple of times, a few people that have had, I think since even you've been away, we've brought up a few DAOs offering, not this exact offering, but, you know, the same sort of security and structure, just have hacks and then the the books are wiped, which is, I guess, a nice little segue into, I guess, a new feature we'll be announcing shortly. So, we've got the SwiftX Earn. So, yeah. I mean, a similar thing there, you know, there's obviously yields to be earned, but I guess, Tommy, in your words, what would you say is, is a key difference between, I guess, this offering and something like a DeFi native offering? It's easy. Simple. It's easy. <laughs> it's, easy. <laughs> it's easy to access. You've got, you know, this is something that's very close to my heart, I suppose, like anything around yields and that passive generation of wealth or passive generation of, you know, we talk about inflation and the inflation numbers being high and you trying mm. to protect your wealth and, and do things like that. And, you know, crypto is not the answer to everything, but I guess nah. this, this is, you know, it's what, part of the puzzle, right? Yeah we're, yeah. we're bringing out a new earn feature. We're renaming our current staking feature to earn, which is a bit of a shift. Listen, on the face, some people are going to be not, not totally happy about it. We're trying to mitigate those risks by adding Bitcoin ETH, we're adding stable coins. So essentially a big part of the reason that we're actually doing it is so we can open up this market. Mm. And we can actually give people a lot more access to, you know, higher caps. We can do more assets and kind of continue to build out what was staking. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll continue to use staking as a mechanism to generate yield. Absolutely. Staking is absolutely fantastic. You know, we're a crypto people, Pav. Yeah. I'm very passionate about some staking projects, as is SwiftX. You know, we're going to continue to allocate funds to those staking protocols and contribute to the networks to make sure that it's healthy and we're doing our bit for, you know, people's favorite protocols as well. So, you know, it's, 
on the face, it, it, it looked like a bit of a renaming. So that's going to go live on Thursday, 5th of May, which we're really, really excited about. Launch day of the podcast too. So yep. yeah, it'll be today if you catch it out. Yeah. There's yeah. Um, just a difference. If you've already been a, a member, you might have to go through some T's and C's. Uh, just have a read of those yeah. if you're happy with that. Yeah, we've got new T's and C's. Essentially, the earn feature and to allow us to bring in these other assets mm. it is a loan construct that has it actually has added protections for users over staking. Like, you know, people ask questions about slashing. Um, SwiftX with the earn feature will protect you from that. We do require people to opt in as well. So you would have got an email out about opting in to, to the earn feature as it is a new structure. So if you've got yeah. that, make sure you opt in and you're, and you're ready to go. And yeah, hopefully we'll be, you know, we'll be gathering feedback from users and it'll, it'll be a fluid piece, a fluid feature that we'll be able to, you know, yeah. add and subtract things as the, as the feedback comes in and really, really keen to see how this plays out. Yeah. I know just from some personal feedback i've got some family and friends that have always hit me up about this sort of thing continuously yep. on the past and like when you try to explain it to them and just look at you and sure. just say what did you say yeah. so now the avenue to access i guess a lot of this you just remove like you said you make it easy like yeah. it doesn't take three browsers and an extension to exactly yeah to it's, it, it's so. you're you're you know you're protected by our experience and mm. we're making that access really really easy money in from your bank, get access to this. I guess one of the most exciting parts of Earn, Pam, mm. that I want to touch on is we yeah. are creating an uh, AUD stablecoin market. So essentially, if you've yeah. got AUD in your bank, you can deposit some to SwiftX and then get access to this um, true AUD, which is a AUD stablecoin yield, you know? And that's, it's going to be, we, I can't talk about the yield right now because we're going live with it today as people yeah. are listening to the podcast. Yeah. But essentially, I think it's going to be um, a rate that people are going to be pretty Absolutely. excited about getting around. And yeah. it's just the, the key differentiator of our earn feature is it's at call. So you can put it in today and get it out in 10 minutes. So it's in, yeah. out, really accessible. Yeah, and that's probably the most exciting thing. A lot of exchanges, a lot of providers want you to lock up for three months you know, six months kind of thing to get access to decent rates. Or buy their native token and lock that up. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, talked about CRO, having to, you know, you got to lock up the token to get access. So that's something that we've stripped that away. And, you know, we're we're really excited to launch this one coming up. So Yeah, it's going to be a ripper. So make sure check it out and there'll be more to come around it some more assets to come yeah and i think we'll do a bit of a deep dive as well on on our yeah. once it gets out and we get yeah. some feedback and it's we good. want to give that open access and transparency to our users as well which is cool so um it's gonna be good man i can't awesome. wait awesome well guys thanks very much guys for for tuning in i've actually really enjoyed that one a bit of a different feel on yeah a little bit less news more more market insights yeah our thoughts our thoughts yeah how insightful they are but we try we try. We try. <laughs> Welcome any feedback. So guys, if you are if yeah. you are keen on giving us some feedback, you know, at tapping into crypto on Instagram, follow us on socials on, on Facebook and hit us up on, on Twitter as well. And yeah, we will see you in the next podcast. Catch you later. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 